Hi, this is Joe Stearns. Welcome once again to the Productions Plus podcast. Uh, we have a special episode this week as I got to talk to the zany cast of Noises Off, now playing at Meadowbrook Theater, uh, which is Michigan's largest producing theater. Uh, Meadowbrook operates under a Lort D contract through Actors Equity Association, and these cast members are all actors represented by Productions Plus. Uh, we love to check in with our talent and see what they're working on outside of film, TV, auto show, events. Uh, we recorded this one remotely from backstage at the theater, so the audio quality isn't the best, but that's okay. Noises Off is one of the funniest plays ever written, and this season cast gives great insight and tips into how they're making it all work. Plus, they've got some hilarious stories, and I think many performers will find familiar in their own lives. Uh, Noises Off plays at Meadowbrook Theater through June 25th, so don't miss it. Thank you so much. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Productions Plus podcast. My name is Joe Stearns, and I am here with the cast of Noises Off at Meadow Brook Theater, which runs from uh, May 31st to June 25th. Can I please ask uh, you all to briefly introduce yourself? Sorry. I'm Phil Powers. Hi, Joe. I'm Phil Powers. I'm playing Selsden. I'm Stephen Blackwell, and I'm playing Gary slash Roger. I'm Mary McGarry. I'm an acting intern, and I understudy three of the characters. Hi, I'm Danny Cochran, and I'm playing Poppy. Hi, I'm Cheryl Tursky. I play Brooke. <laughs> and I'm Ron Williams, and I play Lloyd. Thank you. Um, so I'd like to uh, just start off with a couple of general questions um, just about working in theater. Um, I'd like to hear, when did you per first perform and was there a particular uh, instance or uh, experience you had that made you want to be a performer? Anyone can go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first, and I'll try and make it really brief. I am, I'm the last of nine kids in our family. And uh, in the early 70s, I think it was like 1973, uh, the Chelsea area players were doing Fiddler on the Roof, and they needed men uh, for the cast. So the director told my mom, bring your boys in and have them read for me. and Because we have uh, six boys and three girls in the cast. And... Um, uh, I was I was a boy then, and so um, <laughs> I went and auditioned, and I did a show, and the guy who played Tevia was a guy named Jeff Daniels, and um, that got me kind of hooked. Eight of our eight of our family members got cast in that show. Wow! So that that got me going. What happened to the yeah, one who thank did? You. <laughs> drove the bus? That was, that was the joke. They said, you know, that's how, a good story. They. They would ask my dad, you know, how come you aren't in it, Bob? And he said, hey, somebody had to drive the bus. <laughs> All right, somebody else go. <laughs> Danny, what do you say? You got anything? Um, I 
my first performance wasn't really until I took some acting lessons when I was maybe uh, late elementary school, middle school age. My first production wasn't until I did Grease in I think my sophomore year of high school. But ever since I was, I think my mom said when I was four years old, I would be watching television and say, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And I grew up in a very artistic sort of household. My dad played music and was very funny. And so I think I always had this uh, need to want to entertain people and, and, and bring them in and tell stories. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'll go because I'm I'm here. I'm Cheryl, and I was really different. Was super uh, super jock my whole life. I um, it's hard to tell on the pod, but I'm six feet tall, um, and so like there, you know, you don't. I, it wasn't even a choice. Like I tried to take a dance class, and they just like shoved me into a volleyball um, team instead. And I was planning to go on and do sports in college. Right before I got to college, I blew out my knee. Um, was so bored. I auditioned for a play and I got in and then I was like, Oh no, this is better. <laughs> and, um, and now I do that. <laughs> we had a, I didn't, I guess we didn't you know. I had a really similar experience with that too, because I was in college playing sports and my first, my freshman year blew my knee out. But at my fraternity house, we sang songs on Thursday nights and drank beers. <laughs> and I, and I, and a friend, a fraternity brother is like, wow, oh, man, we're doing a musical. I'm like, oh, what's, I don't know what that is. You know, other than I saw cats and I thought the white cat was hot or something. <laughs> uh, we went and we, it took me to the audition for how to succeed in business without really trying. And I auditioned. Sang songs and and then two days later he's like where the hell were you for callbacks I'm like I don't even know what a callback is like, they called you back for Finch which I had no idea what it was I said I don't know what that is he's like well they still want you to do the show but you uh, you have to be on the ensemble and be the narrator and then I did that yeah. you yeah. literally yeah. succeeded without really yeah. <laughs> but it really it really did take the place of everything I ended up joining the golf team you know say goodbye to football and baseball and I found like a I mean, I had no idea that this existed, and and, and it was, um, yeah, it was magical. And magical when I when I met Debbie too. We yeah. met at Bucks County Playhouse. She was sitting on the bench reading Celestine Prophecy outside the Bucks County Playhouse. Oh, that's right. Party. And I had just read it, and I said, "Hey, I just read that book." Were you the white cat and cat? <laughs> <laughs> The white cat and cat. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I should have been. Yeah. All right, who else is that? Like, well, you haven't shared a thing. Um, <laughs> I went to an all-boy Catholic high school, and freshman year, I was kind of coerced by my father, who is a physical education teacher. He's a coach, coaches basketball, football, volleyball, baseball, everything. He wanted me to go out for football, and I did, and I was on the team. And about a month in, there was a notice that the all-girls school next door were having auditions for Hello, Dolly. So I auditioned for that because there were girls there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I did that, and it was much more... enticement for theater, absolutely. It, very, very much so. But then once I did it, I was like, this is much more fun than hitting guys out on the football field or being in the locker room. So I enjoyed that and just kept doing it and kept doing it. And dad came to the shows and liked it and liked it. And he's like, wow, you're actually way better at this than you ever were at any sport. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, dad. <laughs> 
So I just kept doing it, and uh, you know, here we are, this many years later. Mary, you've got a story. That's great. Um, anyone else? Yeah, um, I'll I'll share. Um, okay. So Thank you. when I was, uh, ever since I was little, I always liked to uh, put on skits for family, and um, I used to like write little short plays and. Um, you know, get my sister and my cousins and film little short movies and stuff like that. I always gravitated to a microphone or a stage. Um, but the first play that I did was in fifth grade and I got cast as the evil queen in Snow White. And ever since then, I was like, you know, I loved being in front of an audience and just like kind of feeding off of that energy. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of my, way that's great thank you uh, i'd like to talk a little bit uh about the show you're doing right now um noises off at Metal <laughs> theater uh, what are the challenges of this show and what do you love about doing this show um sorry if that's a difficult question no it isn't it isn't it's a great one the the big challenge with this show is that essentially we're performing the same script three different times with slight variations. I was explaining it to my brother and I said, imagine doing the alphabet three times in a row. The first time is regular and the second time you have to swap P and B and H and Z. <laughs> So keep that in mind. And the third time you do it, swap the Z and the H and drop the LMNO. <laughs> also swap J and S. <laughs> so it's possible, but trying to keep it straight in your mind can be very challenging in that sense. So for me, it's I have the same line with just one word difference. So trying to memorize that with the blocking, in many ways, you have to go against your muscle memory of having to say the line the way you initially memorized it. So that would be uh, my biggest challenge so far. Uh, and what do you love about doing the show? Oh, the people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'll... Um, I, I just like I'm I'm really I'm super vain, and I also uh, you, your character uh, <laughs> me and Brooke okay. uh, uh, both vain typecast. <laughs> They're like who could who could realistically not care what anyone else is doing on stage? <laughs> Cheryl could. Uh, no, I really vain, but also I like I, I just love comedy, and I think comedies are the most fun to be in, and. Uh, I don't think there's, I think this is one of the funniest shows ever. Um, and, and every, almost every moment is an opportunity to, to sort of make people laugh. Um, and that's what there's I, there's a reason it's a classic. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. And I really genuinely love farce and I do a lot of farce and I see a lot of farce and there are a lot of farces that are trying to be as good as this farce, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the, that's the real joy of, of being able to be in a show that's actually very, very, very well crafted. Sometimes when you're doing newer works um, and if they're not qu quite as time tested, you're helping the play, right? You're like, you're making the play a little bit better. We just have to do this play. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I almost call it, like, it's almost like a play kit. Like if you just do this play, 
it's great. And I think that's super, super fun. And the, and the challenge is trying to get more laughs than Phil. And that's just going to be a lifelong <laughs> process, you know. But I'm still working on it. And, of course, my challenge is, is to never let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would say something. I would add something to it. Working with these people is a blast. Yeah. You can't ask for a better group and everything. And in the large picture, as far as being a Detroit actor and everything, doing plays is a big part of um, of our income. It's, it's, it's a major part. Aside from that, you've got... Um, uh, places like Productions Plus that help us get on film uh, gigs as well. They all lump together to allow us to carve out careers. And um, it's really great. The people here at Meadowbrook are fantastic. I've done a number of jobs for Productions Plus. It's been really cool. Um, uh, they've been really great. And it's all very helpful because when I first started out, my big thing was you've got to be able to support yourself. You have to be able to make a living. If you're going to make a living, you have to make a living, right? You have to be able to pay the bills. And I think you know that too, Joe. I mean, being a Chicago actor as well, it's, it's, you can do that. We talked about this a little bit before. You can make a living. And all of us have, yes. outside of just theater, we have other things that we're doing. And they're, I think, almost, almost exclusively creative in some way that we can make money in, in production spots and Debbie's here from production spots uh, yeah, Debbie's a big part of that too yeah, yeah. I love booking y'all on voiceovers <laughs> and Danny just did Chicago Fire right yes yeah, yeah. Just, that was fun got to drive out for a couple days and go to Chicago and shoot the show and actually see some of my best friends who I hadn't seen in a long time and um just perfectly fit because that's part of the sort of hustle of everything too is yeah. just putting all the puzzle pieces together and I think that's what I really love about um, you Debbie and Productions Plus is I have found a lot of flexibility within that and you get to know your agent and, and they know like oh okay you're in the show right now and that opens and now you have daytime availability and I know that you are you know hey come do this voiceover you're available to right. do that um, and I think that's been really lovely in being with Productions Plus for I want to say probably 15 to 20 years now at this point, which is nuts, um, is building that relationship and being able to put together, like Phil said, a living in this industry because it's usually not one part. It's film, it's voiceover, it's theater, it's it's everything that you can get your hands on to piece together this living. And in smaller markets like Detroit, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Well, I wanted to ask about that, um, how you feel about working in the market of Detroit and if you've worked anywhere else like Chicago or New York or Los Angeles and what the difference is. I've worked in, in, in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for five years and I actually find that it has been easier here to be completely honest yeah. and I don't know whether or not that's because I'm from here so I definitely already had a certain amount of connections both of my degrees are from this area and so there was already a certain relationship with with people around here um, 
But that being said, I think that sometimes we get a bad rap or people don't think that there's a lot going on, but I think it's in how creative you get. And I think as an artist, you have to sort of multifacet yourself Mm -hmm. and any skill that you can hone in on, every skill that you can put in your toolbox is only going to help you to get more jobs, to put you ahead, to, you know, help you continue to work in every different, you know. Yeah, I think what's really unique about the the market here, when we first got here, I was like, oh, are we going to work? I wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, as Mm -hmm. an actor. Um, When I was in New York, if you were a theater actor, that is where your focus was. And your survival job had to be something else. You worked at a restaurant, you worked catering, you did this, you did that. Um, Here, we actually have the ability, because there's not that much theater, Mm -hmm. there's not a huge amount of film and TV and commercial and all of that, but there is quite a bit because of the automotive industry and all of that. So I found when I first got here that I was working more here than I was working there. So, you know, if you put your mind to it and you find what you're good at creatively, and we have agencies like our own that can, that can put you out there and get you in front of these clients you know, you can do a do a 30-second voiceover and, you know, make your day rate and then go to the theater and do your show, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And that doesn't like happen everywhere. Steve and I also work, we work auto show. No, has anyone else ever worked auto shows before? Just the two of us. So Steve and I also work auto show, which is a great supplement to to this. So we we can kind of kind of pick and choose our uh, auto show dates, which are out of town. Um, and, and I got into auto show when I was in New York because I was a horrible waiter. <laughs> and I hated it. And then luckily, luckily, someone from Production Plus said, you know, you can do auto show from there. I'm like, I can. Great. And that was my survival job all in New York. Uh, but it's funny, when moving to Michigan, because I could still work auto show, I was doing voiceover, which I still do, commercial work, and pick up theater jobs. I got my union equity insurance here. It, more consistently, I have my my equity insurance here way more consistently than I had in New York. Yeah, there were there were there were there was like you know years sometimes where I didn't have my union insurance in, in New York City. So you can do it, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's been really more diverse, I think. Yeah, I think that the the Detroit area has has created a community for actors in all veins. And so, so long as you put the work in and you make yourself available and you're quick on the reply, you can, you can do this here. Mm-hmm. It is much harder in a bigger market. And we get to do this show, which I think all of us will agree that everyone, everyone in, in the Michigan community, at least, because Meadowbrook also auditions in Chicago and New York, everyone wants to do this show, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. yeah, we're pretty lucky to be doing this show. This is unlike any show I've ever rehearsed before. It took me nearly a month to read the script. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm not that smart, but once you start going into two columns on 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 what's happening on stage, and you've got in your left column what's happening backstage silently while these lines are being read on the right column... Um, yeah, that's going to slow me down, but the the rehearsal process has been really incredible and unlike anything else, just because it's taken us longer to get through the base coat Mm -hmm. than normal, almost twice as long. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is that second act, which has what I call the ballet. And, and that's once the show starts, it's what happens backstage. 
And that's where things just get nuts. Well, and that goes back even to the challenges and the joys, because blocking Act 2 was so lovely, but also quite tedious, right? You're, you're having to line every single lineup with every single, you know, this pantomime show that's happening. And it, it was insane. And then we bring in um, a wardrobe assistant to watch. <laughs> After all of this hard work, and we're all feeling hot and sweaty and tired, and she comes in and she watched, and I, you could pay her to be an audience member. She laughed and laughed and laughed this entire time, and then you get that feeling. You're like, oh, okay. We need <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The work Sitting is there. The show yeah. is there. The fun is there. I think we're all looking forward to Wednesday night when we start our previews because having the audience there is going to really be an educational it's my favorite it's my favorite day of the rehearsal process is the first preview and um and it i'm really looking so the first time you have an audience you mean yeah 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 Yeah. because they're gonna you know the interaction with them is going to dictate our our pace and our rhythm i call it i call the audience the drummer of the band and we've been rehearsing without the drummer. We're going to get the drummer in on Wednesday night. <laughs> True. I think this is a lot more like rehearsing a musical. I do a lot of musicals, and this show is more like a musical rehearsal-wise than, than a play. Usually we're, we're running solidly, I think, for, for oh, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And we were still cleaning up to yesterday here because, I mean, Travis, Travis Walter, our director, is essentially directing a four-act play. And it's... It's insane. <laughs> it is crazy. And we're trying to listen to what's going on upstage as the show is actually going on and, and do the pantomime. You know, I'm in the audience for much of the first act as the, as the director watching these, as I lovingly call them, idiots on stage <laughs> going through the dramas. But it's, yeah, it's like nothing else I've ever done as far as a play. Well, and Travis is doing such a good job because, yeah. yeah. Lord love him, but it's like herding cats. We're like, you know, nine actors doing nine different things, and he has to try to watch all of us, and he's doing such a lovely job. I can't even imagine. It's a monster to... of a project uh, I, for him. I would imagine herding actors is probably more difficult than herding yes. cats. Yes. <laughs> we all can drive, so that makes it harder to. If we can. <laughs> We can leave at any time. He doesn't know him. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all so much for your time. I know that you've uh, you've got to go to work. Uh, would anyone like to say anything else about the show or I, life? I don't know if we can sort of just pitch the show, but um, like pitch go it. see like, go see live theater. Like come see us. Uh, it'll be a really really like you will you you. Uh, you will die laughing. I mean, you will, you will, you, there's not a chance in the world that you will not laugh at right. this show. You will pee your pants. You will pee your pants. <laughs> you know? um, but even if, you know, but if, if for any of your listeners who aren't in the Detroit area, like, go, go see something live. Yeah. Go see something live. Um, it'll be a really incredible experience. Even if the show isn't the most brilliant show. I've, I've gone to see like middle school productions of The Little Mermaid. And still feel moved, right? Because you're like in this collective experience and these people are going sure. through it live. And like, it's very easy to not do that now. Like, it's very easy to just stream Barry from HBO Max. It was brilliant, but like, um, <laughs> but it's easy to do that. And then every time I sort of get myself out to go do something live, live music, live dance, li- you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is really what, what I love to do. This is what we all love to do, you know? 
So just go see something. Go see us, but go see any live show. Yeah. One of the live shows that you could go see is going to be um, premiering in a couple of weeks uh, at Theater Nova in Ann Arbor. My wife runs that. Her name is Carla Malark. And they're producing a new script, a world premiere of David Wells' uh, Arabic to English, which is um, not going to be nearly as funny as this. <laughs> but um, is very current and very, um, uh, very poignant. And a different type of theater experience, which is one of the great things about theater. It teaches you as well as delights you. And um, uh, so that's, that's running in Ann Arbor coming up here uh, at Theater Nova. And you, you can look into tickets at theaternova.com. Or no, sorry, theaternova.org. Um, but yeah, the whole theater experience is really somewhat sacred. It's really great, and the audience is as important, if not more important, than the actors. Mm-hmm. You know, because we can we can do it in a vacuum, and and it doesn't mean a hill of beans if somebody doesn't hear it. Thank you, Celestin. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished now. Thank you all so much for your time. Uh, This has been the cast of Noises Off at Meadowbrook Theater, running from May 31st to June 25th. I hope I've got that right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all so much. Thanks, Joe. We hope you enjoyed that discussion. Uh, If you'd like to know more about Productions Plus, please find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, And if you would be interested in joining as a talent, please go to productionsplus.com.